Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride Radio Show. I'm Bill Atride, and this is our second show for 2020. And I, I thought in this show we would go into a, a little deeper look at 2020. We'll be looking at 2020, obviously, all year long. Uh, but continue with what I began last week and, and specifically focusing more uh, on this transit of the planet Pluto over the USA Mercury, uh, since Pluto is such an important factor governing our history now from, from tw- 2008 to 2024, moving through Capricorn. And this country was born with Pluto and Capricorn. Yes, we're going to have a Pluto return very shortly. Uh, and, and look at that aspect in the chart and, and look at other times when this has occurred to sort of get a sense of both what it might mean as I like to approach things, of course, first and foremost, spiritually, but also look at it in terms of how it affects our, our values and our economic life, since this is what these two planets are very much directly uh, related to in terms of the USA chart. Um, and I also might have time then to also comment on this other transit that's occurring all year long for the USA, which happens to be Saturn now making its final pass through uh, Capricorn this year, beginning to scoot into Aquarius. And, of course, it's going to be going back and forth over our Pluto. Um, So that adds another sort of layer of of experience here in terms of what's going on for the USA, for us as a nation. Um, And, of course, um, I'll take your calls later. And if you want to ask a question about this topic or topics, please just let me know and we'll talk more about it. If you are calling about some question for yourself or for someone else, if you're calling about someone else, um, and I would comment on that for a few minutes with you, um, certainly just give me your name and uh, your date of birth and place of birth, certainly. And if you have your time of birth, that as well, so I can look at your chart and answer your question for you. Um, There are quite a few people holding on, so I can't spend too much time on each call. And every every week I do this, or every couple of weeks I do this, I don't get to all the callers. And I apologize at the outset. I probably can't get to all of you, but I'll do my level best. Um, but I do like to do these little talks first and, and just lay out things. And I'll be repeating much of this in, in the blog as well, writing about these matters. So you can always catch it, catch it there. Um, and, of course, if you have any questions for me, you can certainly contact me directly about a topic you might like to see on a show or something I could write about on the blog. And if you want to get a reading, that's what I've done for 40 years. And so if you want to get a reading with me personally, you can always just email me at my email address, bill at tried at gmail.com and, uh, and, and see what the, what the rates are and, and what, your, what your questions are. And we could find a time to meet or uh, talk on the phone or over Skype, which is where a lot of my work is done. Um, and I, and I, I love what I do, and I'm very happy to do that. <laughs> so, um, so again, in, in terms of what I would like to do today, it's sort of picking up on things I've been talking about for some time, because obviously things don't change that quickly. And as I did last week, I've talked about these periods and moments in history or in the world's uh, unfolding of events um, and that there are cycles within cycles. And we look principally at the main drivers of large and long range cycles as these three outer planets of Pluto now going through Capricorn from 2008 to 24. I talked about Neptune going through Pisces here from 2011 to 26. And again, Uranus going through Taurus now from 2018 to 26. And so all these are quite potent, powerful forces and having interesting intersections with other historical periods that I mentioned last time 
for us and what's happening. And you can always listen to that show if you want to hear that or read on the blog about this stuff as well. But so I thought today, though, I'll keep that on the, always keep that in the background of our mind, these universal energies that are affecting the planet as a whole, just like each of us has our own sort of energies that we're dealing with, given the planetary transits and progressions in our own individual charts. We're also caught up in this larger world experience of universal energies. So that affects all of us, just we respond to it differently. Um, but, but also, you can look at a chart of any entity, whether it be a company or, or a, a leader of a country or a country itself, their, their birth chart, and get some indication as to what that country or entity may be going through. Um, so it's called that kind of astrology is called mundane astrology or worldly astrology, not looking at humans or humans and their pets and other kinds of things we do, but looking at uh, looking at these larger entities formed often in lasting for many more years than a human does. Um, and so we look at these these same energies moving through their charts to see what it might indicate. And what I mentioned in the last year or two, uh, building up in the USA chart is this very important aspect that's occurring this year exactly. And again, things build in like a bell curve, come to a waxing of energies and reach their climax of energies at the most exact moments. And we are this year in the USA experiencing this triple pass of Pluto going back and forth over the USA Mercury. Uh, the exact times, not that it matters for our purposes, but the end of February, uh, the middle of July, and the beginning of 2021. Um, literally. Um, and so we would expect this energy to hold forth since it hardly moves at all, all year long. And, 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 and what's striking about this, of course, for our purposes, is that uh, this is an aspect that actually exists in the USA chart. The USA was born with the planet Pluto rising in its second house of resources and value and, and the value of, of anything is shown by the second house. What is its value? Whereas the eighth house, uh, which is where Mercury is located, opposite to Pluto, um, is said to rule how we join our values together and combine our assets and resources as individuals to do what we can't do alone. In a, in a nation's chart or a sort of mundane chart, the eighth house would include things like international affairs and international and trade and international finance and things we're doing not just ourselves but in combination with others which for a nation that means with other entities uh for the most part um and how we combine with them and so this this very much deals with um our understanding of our own value and wealth and our trade and, and wealth with other nations and things of that nature. But more especially on another level, Pluto deals, as we all been, I've been talking about quite a bit, with the will and willpower. And the, the central concern of Pluto is to uh, help us as individuals in any entity form and create its own sacred space that it exists and abides within and turn that energy back on itself for ever greater self-mastery and self-determination. But often these energies are misapplied, misused by those who live in fear or with, with a more negative viewpoint uh, and try to then flow out with this energy form to control or violate the spaces of others, which is why we have hell on earth. Um, and in this regard, this is happening within the USA chart in its relationship to the planet Mercury, which is the planet that rules communications, the mind, thought forms. So this shows a very intense energy form at the outset of the USA's constitution and structure to do with communications and the 
passionate belief we would have in our thought forms and ideas and beliefs. It is somewhat quite well known in many circles that Americans can be a little off-putting because we think we're right all the time. <laughs> we, we think our way is the best way and the only way, and there's, that's where we make a mistake. We do have great ideals and great aspirations to be this, this great experiment where all peoples come together and blend together. But then we ourselves can fall into dogmatism and rigidity in our own thinking when we press the case for being all-knowing or having the only answer, uh, which is not true. And yet, because Pluto rules transformation, rebirth, and renewal, and Mercury bringing the mind to bear, this power that the USA does possess is one that is very directly tied to our power in terms of delving deeper than other peoples might do to undercover underlying truth. That's why this country has always excelled in terms of research and transformational knowledge, being, as I would say, with Pluto rising and Mercury, that planet in our eighth house, and Pluto rules the eighth sign of Scorpio, I would say the USA is a very alchemical country. What does that mean? Alchemistry, which is going in what we now have our modern term of chemistry, is how everything cre is made and created through combining with other things. Nothing exists by itself. Everything is a combination with something else to make something greater. And in that process, we elicit growth and change and the unfoldment of the entire cosmos, as well as uh, atoms developing and molecules developing and life forms developing and multiplying, all through combinations and elicitation of growth and change. So, so this, is a, this is the power that drives life itself, and, and so it's quite fundamental. And one could say that, indeed, our country, we're discovering the secrets of life, and, and other countries are as well, uh, which is very amazing and scary. Um, but still, um, what does it mean for us now as a nation to be dealing with this Pluto transit over Mercury? What might it tell us? Well, it's making us reexamine as Pluto marches through our second house and lines up with Mercury um, to, deal, to deal with this question of our sacred space and each person's consciousness and that we may misuse that power if we're not careful uh, to try to force ideas upon one another or one group to another, that people become obsessed with their thinking and narrowed in their thinking. And then we, rather than holding truth and delving to a greater truth through humility and openness to greater understanding, we're trying to beat each other up with our points of view and truth, which is certainly happening out there in all different forms and mediums on our, in, our, in our world right now. Uh, and so nobody's listening and everybody's shouting at one another. Um, and we don't find the truth. It gets drowned out in all this noise. Um, and so there's a need for all of us to step back as individuals and take control of our own minds and see how our thoughts and ideas are being swayed and pushed by forces bending them beyond our understanding. And this goes not just to thoughts, but our values, because this is the house of the USA values. And of course, we all know and have heard now about how our, our tastes and, and, and longings, our, our fears and our hopes are being shaped by, by others who now are getting all this data on us and learning how to shape our own thoughts and aspirations and desires and buying habits through algorithms and, and all this big data. Um, and again, that's what I would argue. If the second house is the house of value, well, what is the value of a nation? And I've talked about this many times that many people would consider in a traditional house chart of a, of a nation, they'd say, well, that's the country's 
stocks and bonds and, and, you know, coal and oil and gas and all the natural resources is the wealth and prosperity of that nation. And though I would grant that, sure, on a physical level, there are physical facts that can make one nation have more these these so-called natural resources than another. But what I'd prefer to focus upon, given that we're dealing with humans, <laughs> is that, and looking at things spiritually, is that the real source of value, of course, uh, in anything, uh, is is spirit, and it, therefore the values of a nation would then come from its people, uh, and, and in terms of being dealing with the human condition, and therefore we would look at this type of hierarchy of values in terms of our experience of one another as human, and how we work towards bringing out the value and self-worth and leading to the self-fulfillment of every person in this nation, of course, even in this world, in order to reach the highest level of, of, a, of a culture and an, and, and a, an experience for one and all. So these natural resources can have value, certainly, and what is of value to any culture can change. Obviously, if you're in a certain kind of agrarian culture, certain things aren't useful to you. But if you're in a a, a very industrial uh, kind of culture, other things that look like they were useless now take on great value, like like minerals and such. Um, so it varies our experience of the values of this world around us. But our fundamental value, the source of value, is the value we have for and between one another. Um, and so this is what's going through a transformation right now as we address this question of how we work this value in our life and realize that Indeed, though we, we saw humans having value by having their sweat of their labor and combining with various resources to produce added value through that effort, and others then accumulated that value and were able to build larger organizations and institutions of creating value. As we've been told of late, what's our value as humans down here right now, as, as humans in this American economy? We're the product now. I mean, we're, 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 they're looking for understanding us, figuring out our wants and desires, our fears and longings through all these algorithms so they can sell us. We're, we're, the, we're what they're selling um, to others. And so we have to say, wait a minute, uh, what is my value and why are you using it in this fashion to drive our story and make us go in this direction versus that direction? This is a calling for all of us to think about how we hold sacred our value and wish to protect our privacy to whatever extent we wish and open in other ways to whatever extent we wish, because these questions have not been addressed, but are needing to be addressed at this time uh, because others may be abusing us as a value that they see they can own and slice up and dice up and share with others for some kind of uh, monetary gain. So those are things that are sort of swirling in my mind about all these things. But, but again, What's also interesting historically is to look at other points in history in which Pluto made this alignment to Mercury. And as I've mentioned before, there were two such times. Uh, the previous two alignments of Pluto to Mercury was 1933 to 37 and 1981 to 83. And so I said to myself, hmm, well, let's, let's compare those periods and see what happened at each of those moments. Well, obviously, in the early 30s, it was the beginning of the Great Depression. Uh, the world came almost to a complete stop, uh, and America was teetering at that moment between going one way and another. Some of the solutions throughout the world at that time was, let's go to a fusion of capitalism and the state in terms of fascism, and some went the other way towards a fusion of, of the state and the economy with socialism and communism. 
Um, and America sort of sort of found a way through not doing one or the other, but trying to hold together the, you might say, the labor movement and the capitalists and forge an agreement of how we would share the benefits and protect people, but also allow for, for reasonable growth. Uh, and there was a model set in place then in the 30s into the late 30s that held until the late 70s. And, and if we look at the economic modeling of that period and how the wealth was shared in our economy from the late 40s, let's say from the 40s after the war, on up to, the, to 1980, the lines of different income segments, from the, the, the bottom percentiles, the top percentiles, they went in step with each other, steadily climbing. So productivity and the gains and the wealth was being distributed more or less fairly among the different sectors. One could argue how fair, but fairly fairly. <laughs> but when we get to 1980, the lines completely diverge. And I said to myself, isn't that striking? that we were having this increasingly growing but fair economy that broke down. What changed? Well, what changed in 1980 was the so-called Reagan Revolution, where we cut the marginal rates of taxes dramatically. We promised by cutting taxes we would have extraordinary growth. George Bush, the senior at that time, running against Reagan for, for, for presidential office, said it's voodoo economics. He was right because the promises of great growth, paying for the tax cuts and everybody would be made whole, everybody would, would benefit from this, did not pan out. And for the next 40 years, from 1980 to now 2020, these lines have been diverging. And the bottom majority of the people have had their incomes flattening out, their wealth decrease, many wiped out in 2008 when the the car was crashed again, supposedly, in terms of the economic uh, titans and great understand people who run these things. They, they broke, broke the machine, and it was never fixed. But from 1980 to 2020, it's, we've been having a growing, unfair sharing of our wealth that we all produce. In fact, in terms of the, the share of total U.S. income held by the top 1%, it reached its highest proportion right before the great crash in 1929. It got to its lowest level, so the fairest sort of distribution of U.S. income was reached again in the late 70s, and ever since then, it's been climbing. So this is part of what's driving. I'm saying there's many other changes that took place in terms of economic laws, not just marginal tax rates, but in terms of how investment banks operated, how different things were happening in the economy that led to a skewing of outcomes. But one fundamental thing was that unlike other advanced industrial countries, we changed our tax structure in a dramatic way that, dis that disallowed the general sharing of wealth in this country and skewed it to the 1%, the 0.1%, even the top 5%, and the rest of us were left to struggle more and more to make ends meet. And so what's happening here in 2020 is we're going to have this conversation again <laughs> about what's right we're going to look at the we should be looking at what happened in the 30s and compare it to what happened in the 80s and see where we are now in the 2020s and say can we do better than this how can we do better than this and this is part of the conversation certainly happening in the democratic side it should be happening on the republican side too because if these increasing divides continue this country cannot be held together and we will divide up and fight one another or it will be imposed upon us a change and we should agree to agree as to what is fair, okay? So that certainly is a very important conversation that will be the conversation here as the 2020s begin, just like we had the same 
reset economically in the 1930s and again in the 1980s, count on there being a major reset of U.S. understanding and relationship to how we handle our wealth and value, how therefore we treat our people in this upcoming period. What is also striking about this, to my mind, is that at the same time that Pluto's going over our Mercury, Saturn now every 29 years comes around the solar system. That's how long it takes to make a circuit of the solar system. And this is the year that it's once again lining up with the USA Pluto, that very planet we've been talking about. <laughs> and so uh, Saturn lining up with Pluto is dealing with questions of Saturn, which is questions of authority and how we structure things in terms of, in this case, state organizations or, or business organizations or whatever organization we're talking about. Saturn is, in a sense, the ruler and the leader and the institution of structure, of authority. And Pluto, again, is the issue of the will. So how does that authority wield the will that's put at its disposal? Again, I always say the will is this energy that we've created by holding ourselves within a container and then direct that energy outward to serve that entity. And as long as whether you're the head of a family or the head of a community or the head of a con company or country, as long as you serve the end of that entity, then you're safe and can, uh, you can wield that power correctly. But when you seize it for your own use or misuse that authority, that's when you're brought down. Well, what is happening here with Saturn going over the USA Pluto is that we're again dealing with this issue of how authorities are wielding their will appropriately, neither over or under doing that, or are they in need of being restructured because they have abused that authority, because the structure or authorities have let us down, which is certainly a big complaint um, of late. <laughs> so in looking at the times, again, that this has happened before, it'll be about every 29 years, the, the years that come out are striking. It's 1932. That was when Roosevelt comes into office to correct, try to heal the country and move it on a path of good growth again, which took quite some time. 1961, when Kennedy came in uh, and brought about certain reforms and changes that, that were foreshortened by his assassination. 1991, when we go from the years of Reagan and Bush to the years of Bill Clinton, and now it's happening again in, 19, in 2020. So each one seems to be a pivotal moment in the relationship between power and the authority, between the state and how it wields its power, is now coming into focus at this time. Um, and so there is a great struggle over who will rule power and how power should be exercised in our country from the local level to the state level to the national level. And this is saying, just like we had to address these questions of how we wield authority and power, are the authorities wielding it correctly? Have they done right by, by their office were questions in the early 30s and the early 60s and the early 90s. Here we are again at 2020 facing again a re-examination of the will and the authority in our country once again. I also thought I might, I should take a sip of water because I can feel my throat's going to close up on me if I don't stop. <laughs> so one second. I get so excited about this stuff that I forget that I need to um, take care of myself. Um, but anyways, 
I thought it also would prove a little useful for all of you listening because we know that there's quite a lot going on in the news right now. Just a quick look, and I will definitely do a much deeper analysis on these matters, too, in the coming weeks on what's happening politically in our country and the world, um, looking at the campaign for the presidency for 2020, but also looking at just the current events right now that we're now, for the third time in our history, moving into a period of a experience of an impeachment process. Um, that that looking at President Trump's chart right now, I thought it might be kind of interesting to see, well, what kind of time is he going through right now? And I've spoken about him and written about him every year. I'll write another. I've got to get to my essays for the forecast for 2020, which I would have done in December, but I was overwhelmed with work. And 2020, it began with an overwhelming list of readings and sessions to do. So I'm trying to find the time to write my essays, but it's hard, <laughs> but I will do so. And I will write a forecast again for uh, the, the universal energies and the USA and Trump and get that postage sooner than later, because I've partly done it. Um, and you're getting part of that here in, in my little talks with you here on the radio. Um, but let me just give you a sense of what is going on in Donald Trump's chart right now. Um, this week has been extraordinary because this week, Saturn was once again in, in conjunct to his son, which was on January the 13th. And that's a process of adjustment and feeling oneself, not oneself and saying something has to give here. But then on January 17th, Pluto made its third in conjunct to his son. And I spoke about that and also wrote about that last year, that Pluto, again, the will and the son is the self. His, his experience of power is going through a transition and causing a lot of confusion for him because he thought he understood his own power and the levers of power, but it's not quite turning out as he expected. And he has to either let go of his power or let go of his false understanding of how he can wield his power if he's to weather this storm that's happening. Then on January 21st, Saturn is opposite his Saturn. That's when you face a reckoning. That's when you see, given how you've lived your life for the last 7 to 15 years, have you been fulfilled and therefore successful? Or have you, in various ways, not done what you could or should have done or done in the right way, and now you face the nemesis coming your way. That's happening on the 21st of January. And, you know, we don't go for exact dates, but people find them kind of fascinating. Then on, your, on February 3rd, Uranus makes its third semi-square to his Uranus. And again, that's his planet because he's a Uranian person, a person who's an iconoclast, someone who's a one of a kind. He breaks all the rules, but he's having a struggle with that this last year. Then he has on February the 6th, Saturn makes the first of three passes over his Venus. And when Saturn goes over your Venus, you've, you're not feeling the love. You're feeling like you don't feel the value. You don't feel like you're appreciated. Um, and it's a real test. You can feel very put out by that. Uh, then he has Saturn coming to his Jupiter uh, one more time. It's the last of three passes by February 11th. That's causing him tremendous confusion about his beliefs and his sense of what is the truth. Finally, the thing we've been waiting for is the first of three passes of the planet Pluto going over his Saturn, which I see as the ultimate test of his power and authority in the world. And either he smashes all expectations and becomes, um, you know, absolute ruler of whatever, or he realizes, no, uh, my power is not the power that I thought it is. And now this greater power is coming in to take it from me. His real first encounter with that 
is happening um, in mid-February there. So this week, from the middle of January to the middle of February, this is quite a series of alignments, and all of them difficult and painful. Um, he doesn't look well to me physically. Um, he's act, and of course, we know he's under a tremendous amount of pressure, um, and this would certainly confirm all that. So we will see in the march of history how this all plays out over the next couple of weeks. There's more to come after that, but just this week of this month alone <clears throat> of energy alignments is daunting for Donald Trump, okay? Well, I think I better take a break here uh, from all this chat chat about the, what's going on in the world and turn to all of you who are waiting there patiently to talk to me. And I'm going to, as, as the general rule is, I'm going to go down and try to take you in order from when you called. Uh, and the program is pretty good at, at lining it up like that for me, so it shouldn't be too hard. But if I'm, if I'm a little out of order, I won't be too far out of order. So let's see. And so I'm going to call on the first caller here. And again, if you are calling about yourself, I just ask that you please uh, get, state your name, your first name. That's all we need. So your name and your date and place and time of birth so I can address your question for you. Okay? So here we go. Hello, you're on Hi, with Bill. Bill. Who's calling? Hi, Bill. This is Bryn. Durham calling huh. from New York City. Hey, Bryn. How hey. are you? Okay. How are you? <laughs> Good. Yeah, Good. Very interesting. Very interesting analysis of things going on. Yeah. No. It's 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 um it's so much. It's it's kind of you try to yeah. boil it down and make it simple, but you know yeah. life's complex. But but thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, a lot, a lot of aspects <laughs> to life and in astrology too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway. Um, so I'll give you my uh, birth date and time. Oh, you did you, you? Yeah, you sent it in advance, you, and I so yeah, I loaded I it in the it, people's in, charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I've got, I've already don't have to take your information down. I'm I'm ready to look at your chart. So what's the question okay. you have for me today? Yeah, just uh, anything that uh, well, like a, a if you can give me a general overview of this year for me, anything that stands out. Um, okay, sure. If that's possible. Sure. If that's possible. Oh, that's always possible. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so let me just first look at it physically to see where everybody's lining up. Um, yeah. And um, and of course, what I would start off with always is looking, you know, where where the progressed moon is is very important, and then where yeah. Jupiter and Saturn are transiting. So right, right. now, your progressed moon um, has spent the last ten months or so moving to this the ninth house of your chart. It's been for over almost two years now moving to the sign of Virgo. So okay. when the moon's in Virgo, so all last year, probably all of 2018 as well, that's a time of adjustment and attunement and retraining of one would mm. say healing in a, in a very general way, where one yeah. is working at trying to make a life that's more complete, more whole, um, mm -hmm. more beautiful. Um, so it's a right. healing time but that can be on many different levels. Um, sure. And then beginning about 10 months ago, it moved into your ninth house, which means this is a time where there's a, there's an expansion of awareness coming though. The previous period when the moon was in the eighth house dealt with issues of okay. union and joint venture okay. and, and okay. sort of some painful things for many people. Right. And so now you're in a place where, okay, now I get what this, that was and I'm making sense of it now so it can find my way to a better place of peace um, right. is what's offered. And it's true also in 
looking back at 2019, you're, you've got Sag rising, as you know, and, and Jupiter right. is the ruler then of your chart. And last yeah. year, Jupiter was in your 12th house, which always means it's the last year of an old growth cycle. And you're mm. tying up loose ends and doing a lot of mm. inner growth. And, yeah. and it's not meant to be a time to be out there as much as it meant to be in here. And now yeah. Jupiter here in the fall of 2019 and also through this year of 2020, it's in your first house, which means okay. that the weather, the weather changed uh, back in November. Um, and it right. felt like this was a shifting of the wind. And I was being sort of held back and couldn't get traction to go forward as easily. But all right, of a sudden, right, right. now I can. Now I can. Mm. And so there's yeah. a lot of positive, expansive, supportive energy helping you to move things forward at this time. Um, oh, I mean, that doesn't doesn't make everything good, of course. Life is, you know, we still have to deal with gravity and everything else that gets yeah, in the sure. way. But, but, right. but it still says there's every reason to believe that, yeah, by doing that, tying up loose ends and, and work of finishing up something, now you're in a mode where it's a, it's a new day, it's a new year, it's a new 12-year cycle of growth that has mm. now started for you. Okay? Wow, that's great. That's great. Thank yeah, no, no, so it's much. wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. really like the fact that, yeah, the ruler of your chart's in the first house, and it's Sagittarius, and your moon's in the ninth house, which is the house of Sagittarius. There's all this Sagittarian ninth house energy saying growth, expansion, more travel, more study right. are all, all good things in How your life right now. How long is it now. in the ninth house? How long is it well, the, in the ninth well, the, house? The moon will stay there. Again, you know you're a Cancer, so that's pretty important where that moon is. <laughs> so yeah, the right. moon... Yeah, the moon will be in your ninth house now all the way till October 2021. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good long time there. And um, yeah. and it really just helps you clarify the, the purpose of it is what is my truth? What really is right. most important right. to me? And if I, as I clarify that, then I can point myself in the more truer direction now direction, and, right. and, and, and aim for what I want to go for because it's coming from within. It's coming from my heart. Uh, and that's right. the whole point. Uh, that's great. I love that. Well, thank you. Okay. Bill, for, thank you for your time. I, I, you, you've explained it very well. Very well. Thank well, you. thank you. Thank you, Pat. Uh, thank you, Brandon. Yeah. I'll, I will talk to you again. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, take care. Have, sure. have a good one. Bye. You Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Okay, um, let me see. What am I doing here? Uh, next caller. Hello. You're on with Bill. Hi there. This is Camille. Hey, Camille. Hi. Hi. Okay, well, this is a question for myself. I'm good, thank you. I was right. born July 13th, 1976. I've got you. There Los you go. Well, oh, you've yeah. called before, Please. so I, when I hear a name, I just go yeah. to my database and pop you in so i'm ready <laughs> cool okay yeah oh my so what's your question, question is how are yeah how are um finances opening up for me in 2020 okay well um j- i mean just like it's kind of interesting just like the previous caller bryn um you've also got sag rising and, and jupiter's now in your fr- first house too which is certainly very positive for 
the beginnings of growth to begin emerging. It doesn't mean, oh my, everything's coming up roses yet, but it means the previous period of sort of fighting that headwind and finishing up old things is done. And again, starting in late fall 2019 and for all of 2020, I can make better progress in moving things forward and feel this expansive energy taking hold. So that of itself would mean not financially I'm doing better, but certainly spiritually in terms of attitude and experiences that I will have, they seem to go better for me. So that's certainly going to be helpful. Moreover, you went as well as we know last year through a really challenging time with Pluto going over your sun, all you cancers and Capricorns, depending upon their sign, but you for you, it's cancer have been dealing with this Plutonian energy one way or the other at some point, And it was your turn last year to really get it. Um, but wonderfully this year, again, Pluto moved on after we got through December and now it's lining up with your Jupiter. Um, so this would be, and this is for 2020 and 21. And that means you can use your will now to pursue growth and expansion. It's meant to be more in terms of belief and truth in the spiritual life, but it certainly flows down and affects the economic well-being and the economic life for most people, um, Jupiter being the greater benefic. So a lot of powerful expansions indicated by this for you also in the coming year. So from just those two things alone, um, I think you're having a really, a really good experience coming up here. Now there's always qualifiers <laughs> and of course the major qualifier was always what Saturn doing. Um, and Saturn is moving to that latter part of uh, Capricorn. Now that's where you have your Venus. Now, Venus is the lesser benefic. It rules you know, value, beauty, love. And when Saturn goes over Venus, we're reexamining what do I like, what do I want, who do I want in love in my life. But it also can affect then economic matters for many of us. And so it might mean that you have to watch your values in the sense of not, not, cutting, not selling yourself short, not looking at yourself too negatively when it comes to what am I worth and what am I making, but work on that attitude about it. But it does also caution you to be careful about your resources and how you allocate them. Okay, so it's, it's not like you've got a, every light is green here, run, run, run for everything, you're going to be doing great. This is a cautionary warning that says I have to be circumspect about my values. I have to maybe get rid of some dead wood or clear out some things I'm not using, some assets or values I don't use. I mean, it's a great year to go in the closet or the cellar attic and get rid of things I'm holding on to that I'm never going to use. And by doing that spiritual work, I'm making room for new value in my life is the goal. And that will lead to more growth coming down the road. Okay. Well, you know what happened at the end? And um, I had an entire storage unit full of things that I had to leave behind in California when I moved to Oregon. And I oh. had a wall where I could no longer um, – I thought I would be able to have done it before that. I was never able to go back down and move the things out of storage. Instead, I hit a wall financially where I could no longer afford the uh, the rent on it. And so I yeah. lost that entire storage full of things to public auction in mid-October of 2019. Well, well that's, 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 that's sort of Saturn 
and Pluto going over your sun right there. That's like Pluto yeah. is there are forces, forces calling for me to change and transform and let go and go through a rebirth. Often we make a I bargain. Don't. We make a bargain with the universe. I'm willing, I'll, I'll give up this 10% and I'll keep this 90%. And the universe comes back with a very different offer, <laughs> which, which yeah. we don't think is fair or we don't think we can handle. But we realize in the end, I, I survived that. I could give up that much. And maybe that was the price of moving on. And I am lighter and freer here at the end, but still, it still affected me powerfully that I, I didn't, I didn't have the control to, to not have that happen. Um, And that's very humbling, but in the end, it's very liberating. Um, And, and in the sense that, okay, I, I let that go. We're not going to hold on anything when we leave here. Right. So um, by going through this sort of, by, by going through this trial of fire, like the phoenix rising from the ashes, which is a good metaphor for, for Pluto, we go through a death and rebirth, and that's the point. We are reborn. Um, and so all of us face different kinds of deaths and rebirths in our life, um, but this was going to be one of the, the strongest ones you would ever go through in your life, I can tell you. Pluto, Pluto is wow. not, doesn't fool around. <laughs> Okay, so I see um, that. I see that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And you know, and Cancer is a sign known for memories and recollections and attachments to things and feelings and experiences that we love. Also, things we we should let go because they're not they're painful. But but still, right. it's harder for certain signs to let go. Um, truly, right. and Cancer is a sign like that. It 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 sees these things and experiences as we're attached to with feeling as necessary to my well-being. Um, this is how I secure my life. But in fact, some of those things we're holding on to is the very thing making me insecure. And so the universe comes along to take them away. And for a time, I feel even more insecure. Oh, my God, I'm standing there naked now, so to speak. Yeah. But I realize, oh, my God, now I'm free. Um, now I don't have that burden. And so we move on. And, and, and what matters is us, not our things. Um, but I'm sorry you had to experience it in such a dramatic and, as you say, painful way. It wasn't, quote, unquote, your choice. Um, and yet I'm sure the universe was looking out for you, doing with you what it needed so you could move on. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. All right, Camille. Well, have a wonderful day, okay. and I'll talk to you again soon, you. okay? Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yep. Okay. Next caller. This is Bill. Hello. Hi, Bill. This is G. G E E. G E E. Do I have, have you called in before, G? No. No, but I'm oh, sharing my birthday so, with you. Okay, let's sure. Let me get you in here. It's G E E. I love that. Okay. <laughs> and Thank and you. What's, what's your And what's your the date is July 17th, 1958. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, 11. I had to rectify my chart, so I'm trying to remember. It's 11:32 at okay. a.m. in New York, New York. Okay, great. So you had it rectified by astrologer because it just wasn't quite working, and so they work with you on some yeah. dates and, and and made it seem to more correspond with your the actual timing experience. of events okay. was definitely more accurate. Yeah. Oh, good, good. That's good to know. I mean, that, that happens because we know 
it depends upon the accuracy of the hospital clock or wherever the one was born, and then the nurse or the doctor writing it down, and often things can be wrong by many minutes sometimes and even longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so – so and things and timing can matter, especially when things are about to shift from one place to another. It really does change even not just the timing of things, but the interpretation of the chart. So it's good to get it as close as possible to what it should be. So what I is your question for me? Today? With it. Oh, good. Um, good. For, for me, I would uh, say it's a compilation of what people have been asking about. I really would like to know the direction this year and any outstanding things that I might look forward to. Okay. Um, let's see where you're coming from and going to. Well, um, yeah. again, your chart, you know, you're a cancer with that Leo moon and Libra rising. Um, and mm-hmm. quite fortuitously, you have that Jupiter rising in your first house, which is very nice to see <laughs> and, and trining your <laughs> Venus. So that's a, that's a very generous and energy and nature, which leads to better good fortune in one's life in general terms. Um, mm-hmm. But you've had, of course, this last over last year now, and for another year plus to go, you have your progress moon going through the sign of Scorpio, um, mm-hmm. which nobody ever forgets. And of course, being a cancer, the moon being your ruler, you'll feel these shifts more than other people might. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But Scorpio is a place where we experienced the the truth uh the ultimate truth about death and birth and rebirth in our life and so we don't forget that passage in terms of how deep we go to experience a deeper union with another and to be transformed by that or experience the pain of separation or loss of another in our life which reminds us how precious this is um often the passage of the moon through scorpio or the eighth house of a chart leaves a person speechless in other words the experience I had, I don't have words for yet. I, I, I'll get there, but right now I just, mm-hmm. I'm going through this. So it's very mm-hmm. emotional. The highest highs and sometimes the lowest lows can be had in this time. Um, and it's just mm-hmm. part of the journey we have to experience this to, to open us up. That's all everything is for, is for our education, not to harm us, but to help us become right. better humans. Um, and, and so this is an amazing time for great progress to be made by you. And it's, it's of course, marching through here for over a year, and it's got a, over a year to go, marching through your second house, your house of resources and value, your own sense of your talent and ability, and, of course, in our modern economy, money and income. And so you can expect some strong fluctuations and transformations here. Often people go from one kind of job or application of their skills to another or add to their skills when the moon's in the second house. But they certainly feel this variation taking place in terms of their economic well-being when this is happening. Um, Again, if we're going through a period of trial, it's to help us move beyond a more limited sense and discover other resources we were not obtaining or working with. And if we're going through a good period, well, great, uh, just to be open and flexible to keeping that going by still developing other resources and sensibilities to plug in with the already existing growth. It doesn't say it's a good or bad time. It's just that's where the focus is. And, of course, equally here, beginning really in 18 and through 19 and through the end of 2020 here for these three years, you have Saturn going through your fourth house which means this Mm -hmm. is a time where you're dealing with the cancer question, home, family, and security. 
Um, and mm-hmm. so this is your time to sort of look at the home you came from, the home you're in now, and that home and security that's out there in your future and think about how, how is this going to be? How am I going to do this? Um, and be willing to right. break with something or, or deepen a commitment to something else to continue on that path. You like the previous person here. Um, you just ha- you're going into now the Pluto coming over your sun for these next two years, um, for all of 20 into 21. And it was going over your Jupiter since you've got that Jupiter sun alignment in 2019. So my goodness, gee, gee, gee whiz, gee, uh, <laughs> this is this is pretty epic kind of stuff you're going through, um, and that just means. There is a need for a rebirth now. There's a need to look at will and willpower and how I wield my power and deal with other powerful, willing beings in my life and and stand there correctly, Um, meaning not misusing my authority and not standing for others misusing their power authority vis-a-vis me is the real Mm -hmm. test. Um, And so if one's pulled into a position of authority and I've got more power, boy, I've got to be careful and not let it go to me. And if I see someone abusing someone else with their power, it is my duty to step in and stop it. Um, Mm -hmm. If if at all I can do that or list support to make that stop. So dealing with power and the right wielding or abuse of power, this is the theme in your life now here for 19, 20 and 21. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's, Mm -hmm. it's big stuff. It's big stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Boy. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> so um, I, 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 I would certainly encourage you to be talking with other people to helping you understand this. Um, Cause there's a lot, there's a lot of energy. I mean, if I, I'm sure you know your chart um, because mm-hmm. all these things are being um, activated at the same time here that are, uh, that's quite mm-hmm. important and powerful. Um, the, you know, you, you've got that, Sun to Jupiter aspect and Mars to Sun aspect and Mars to Jupiter aspect, that that Mm T-square in your chart, which is a lot of great energy, but also um, now being activated by this this three, the several-year passage of Pluto over first your Jupiter, now your Sun and Jupiter, and then your Sun and your Mars over these several years. This is is quite amazing. Um, You know you came in. There's, there are certain patterns in a chart. You came in with what's called in astrology a mystic rectangle. Have you ever been yes. told that? Okay. Yes. And so you know this is a lifetime of initiation. Okay. Um, you, and that you have yeah. aware, a, a mystic rectangle says a person's aware of these energies pulling on them from this direction, that direction, and they feel like they're being pulled apart by it. Yes. But they have the wherewithal within them, the consciousness and spiritual awareness is within them to rise above mm-hmm. those conflicts and, and bring about a synthesis of understanding is the whole point mm-hmm. of this life. Um, and it's remarkable because it can show us so really advancing on the path in a lifetime like mm-hmm. this. Okay. Do you see any, do you see any signs of uh, my producing a movie? Well, again, <laughs> Pluto is the will and willpower. And, and when you are, correctly aligned with your purpose and the will, then there's nothing and no one that can stop you. But again, mm-hmm. then if that's misapplied, 
people will have to stop you <laughs> if you if you take that to it to the yeah. fullest extent. So I have to know right. that the only way I win here is by others winning. My purpose is here to elicit support and make this a win-win rather than seeing it as a battle yeah. against forces that are arrayed against me because then I'll just stir them up. Um, but certainly if I if a person could pour themselves into a very meaningful project or endeavor or project at the time, and they are that, and they are aligned with the soul's purpose, this is when you could rise to that occasion and be very fulfilled. Yes. This is your time to show your power. Okay. Okay. And my inner authority. And and your what? Inner authority. And your inner authority, yes. Your inner authority to not be pulled or swayed by, by ego things, Others either trying to elicit that from you or you getting inflamed yourself, all that stuff. That's always the test. Throughout the climb up the mountain, every step and turn we take, we were, we're, we're using that ego to rise up, but we're also trying to put in its place because it's the, it's the one thing that will impede our ultimate triumph. Right. We have to slay it. Um, it's yeah. amazing. We have to figure out who we are and then forget who we are. <laughs> <laughs> to do the work. Uh, all these paradoxical it's things. Definitely come with a catwalk. Like, well, yeah, but it's but it's true. It's like truths are paradoxical. We have to be this and that, not this and not mm-hmm. this or that. Um, or that and right? so that that's the way through. Okay. Well, I well, really thank you, really Jean. appreciate that. You're so welcome. I appreciate all that you share with us and the way that you share it. It's, um, it's really good enough. It's beautiful. Well, thank you, G. I look forward to talking to you again. Okay. Yes. Same here. Bye-bye. Okay. 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 Bye-bye. Okay. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Hi, Bill. It's Stacy. How are you? It's been a while. Happy new year. Happy new year, Stacy. How are you? (laughs) Good, thank you. Well, the good news is since April, you know, it's been stale with the job and job interviews, but I got something that's starting Monday, actually, after all this time, and I finished with my um, human resource class. I finished that in December, you know, from September Mm -hmm. to December, and I'm happy about that, that I did that because it looked good on a resume, not being questioned, where, what have you been doing? So I'm glad with that, open doors, but aside, like, in other words, friends and stuff, um, I haven't really connected with anybody, like, you know, you want a good friend, but it's basically, I haven't really felt like, you know, I always put everything into it, and I felt like, you know, even my birthday, you know, is December 26th, and, you know, your friends have other things to do. There and they kind of overlook and 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 they don't even you know when it was my fiftieth I just turned fifty two they kind of didn't say let's go out let's do something even a friend that shared my same birthday she was like oh we had a leftover Christmas dinner and she was like well it passed why don't we get together I'll you know I'm a grandma now I could bring the kids over you could come to our house and I was like excuse me. You stood me up for six years and you live in the next town, you know? Right. So I kind of, you know, that kind of disappointed me, you know, like, you know, when that happens, you know, I'm very sensitive. I'm a Capricorn. 
you know. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, I mean, your a more sociable time is just around the corner for you, most likely, because again, Jupiter just came over your sun, but that was after your birthday, so you got that energy now for this year, which is a better growth year, and that progressed moon in your chart. Um, had has been going through the Virgo for these last couple of years. It's got a couple more months, a few more months to go, three more months to go, roughly. And while it's in Virgo, it's time of training and retraining and attunement and healing for oneself. And then it goes into Libra, which is specifically the focus upon relationships, partnerships, friendships, the social life becomes the theme. So I would say not that you can't be sociable and have some good experiences before then, but I'm, I'm saying it's going to be the theme starting in April. So once we get to the spring, um, I think you'll find there'll be more social opportunities there um, for you. And that remains so for, for several years to come. So I wouldn't say it's something, and of course it could have happened at any time, but it will be mm-hmm. happening. I would imagine for certain starting at that time. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Cause you know how it is. I mean, I mean, I don't have a problem going out somewhere myself, but I'd rather, I'd rather go out myself now instead of asking these friends that never even acknowledge it's my birthday and hang out with them because, you know, I want to put myself up. I don't want to, to me, it's like, Hey, you know, you can, you don't blame me for that. Right. I'd rather right. move on right. from that and meet other people. You understand. I understand, but you also understand that people, because you've got Scorpio on your 11th house of friends, other, your friends will see you as a really intense person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, your, moon, your moon's in Scorpio, your Venus is in Scorpio, and it's in your 11th house of friends, and you've got Scorpio on your 11th house, which means you're a, you're a, a catalyst for other people. You encounter them, and they will change by that encounter. And, and therefore, you can be challenging to others. Now, some want that. They want to grow. They want to change. They'll want to be your friend. Others who don't want to rock the boat, who don't want to face challenges, who don't want to face themselves, they will mm-hmm. not want to return your call because they know that's what they're going to get when they get around you. They may oh, even no, know that. they do. I mean, it, oh, okay, no, okay, good. they do. They, they, they call me, but I, I, I kind of hold a grudge, so to speak. I kind of say forget it that's what i'm saying they contact me afterwards and i don't want to be bothered anymore that's the way okay, i look, am because well, that's yeah. your that's your choice if you don't want to be bothered by certain individuals but again if someone's not in the space where they're ready for a change and you're that person who's going to elicit change or even almost force it out of them as it were not that they would put it that way maybe but it's going to happen and that's when they may steer clear of you but you can still circle back to them later, you know, when they're ready for a more intense experience. So I wouldn't take everybody off the table, but those who are certainly not reciprocating and helping you and you helping them in mutually beneficial ways, some people are takers and they're just never going to be there for you. And, you know, you can just call them an acquaintance, not a friend. That's all. That's what I, that's what I, that's what I said, Bill. I told them, you know, I basically said that and and I basically came right out and said that. And, you know, it's hard for me to say it, but I did. That's, that's funny. But do you think I'm more of a Sag or a Capricorn, even though I'm born the 26th? 
Well, you've got – no, you're definitely a Capricorn, and your Mercury's in Capricorn. That Sag rising just means you tell it like it is, and then you combine that with your moon in Scorpio and all that other Scorp- – Venus in Scorpio. You're very insightful, which is why you do deliver strong messages to people. Some may find that too much. That's why they pull away. And so, you know, you can choose how you want to – you know, shave that a little bit. If you want to be less intense, you can practice that. But if you just want to be who you are, direct and forthright, and you're going to get the plain truth from me, some will be drawn to that. They want that. Some will be not comfortable with that. And that's that's just the nature of your energy, okay? But April's going to be a good month, even. You, be, you uh, begin, you focus more on social relationship, partnership matters, starting in April and for the next couple of years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The education was very good. I mean, it opened a door, even though this is just part time, it's like 30 hours a week, but I Mm -hmm. took it because I need something, you know, I know it's like a seasonal thing, but I took it because I need it. And even though I said I'd commit to it, I'm not going to look for something while I'm doing this, because that's how I am. I'm honest. You know, if I get hired from somebody right away, you know, cause I went on other interviews and it's like, yeah, they'll call me and I'm waiting and waiting. But even if they do call me now, sorry, I'm busy. You know, whoever, to me, whoever hires you first, you give them a chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Okay. Well, the show ended. <laughs> so say, Oh, I, wow. I have- no, no, yeah, I'm sorry. It's already done. So uh, we'll just we'll just save our conversation for next time. We'll, we'll you call in when you can. And uh, but it's nice talking to you again. And um, oh, thank maybe you. I'll do and what about the shows, impeachment? You know? What is well, no, about I, the we'll, impeachment? Oh my God! Well, uh, you know, right? is well, the Senate the, gonna? It, but no, I don't know. I don't know individuals and their consciences. I don't, I know is the, what the stakes are, and we'll see how how it all plays out when information is put out there that may affect and determine the outcome. We don't know. Um, he's crazy. It's, it's history you know, he's crazy. Li- live in the making. It, it is. It is an amazing time to be on the planet. Okay. Well, it's great <laughs> talking to you. All right. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I enjoy speaking to you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Oh, be well. Thank okay. you. Happy, happy New Year. I'll speak to you. Bye-bye. Happy New Year to you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay, callers, I see you still holding on there, a bunch of you, and I'm not going to get to you, apparently, because I ran out of time. I should probably do a show where I just do call-ins, and that may be something I will do in the future, um, so I can think about that. Or maybe making a 90-minute show, if my voice holds out, I can probably do that. So, anyways, I'll be doing another show in the next week or two, probably go back to Sunday. I had to do Saturday this week because of a family matter for tomorrow. But I enjoyed the time with you, and I'll, I'll see you again very soon. Bye for now.